The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. You probably know what it's like to be really sick. It can do the very worst things to us. It's not just the physical pain, that is often the least of it. It is also the mental anguish, why me? And the spiritual isolation. Nobody knows what I'm going through. And that creates distance between us and others and between us and God as life loses its luster. Being really sick reminds us that we are fragile and limited and vulnerable and so very much alone. So when we are sick, all we want to do is get back to normal. That's how it is for the ten lepers this morning. Here are ten men who have lost everything. Because they are sick and contagious, They've been pushed out of their families and their hometowns and their religion. It's not stretching too far to say that these ten men are dead to the world around them and that they even feel dead to themselves. As they walk along the border of Samaria and Galilee this morning, they bump into another social and religious outcast another homeless man who is on the borders of life, another dying man named Jesus of Nazareth. As Messiah, Jesus has now set his face toward Jerusalem, and he is going up to die. In a very real sense, Jesus is one of them. But in another sense, he's not. And we can hear that in their cries. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. If he were just Jesus the man, they'd settle for scraps. Enough to get them by for one more day. Enough to put off death for just a bit longer. But since he is Jesus the Master, they hope that he will offer more. They even suspect 
that he is the sort of master who can get them back to normal. And for nine of them, he does. Go and show yourselves to the priests, says Jesus, because the priests are the ones who can give them their old lives back and let them go home again. And as they go, good to his word, nine of the lepers are clean and healed. From this story, we have every sense that they just kept going all the way to the temple and that as they went, their pain and anguish and isolation melted away. And later that night, or maybe next week, they got their wish. And they went home to families and friends and synagogue that those nine went back to normal. And what a shame that was. Because our Lord had come to them, and this morning comes to all of you, offering so much more than normal. We see what is possible in leper number 10. For him, the cure never made much sense. Yes, he too got his skin back. But even if he made it to the temple door, they would never let him in. He was a Samaritan. So even with clean skin, he was still considered an outcast, unfit and unholy and far from the glory of God. What leper number 10 needs is another sort of temple a place to worship where he would be welcomed and forgiven and be made fully alive. And this is exactly what he is given in the flesh and blood of Jesus the Christ. For number 10, this isn't just a healing. This is a resurrection from the dead. Like the others, his skin begins to glow as he walks away. But he is the only one who sees that Jesus does never, that Jesus doesn't ever stop at normal. Normal life just prolongs our dying. Life is terminal. When it goes on long enough, normal life will kill us. So he turns and he returns to Jesus. And surely you know that those two words Turn and return are the biblical words for repentance. And then he falls down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks for his new life, and he glorifies God the way that saints and angels do in heaven when they stand in God's presence and they see his glory and they respond with joy. And in this leper, Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled. The prophecy that all flesh, that everybody everywhere will see the glory of the Lord together. That is fulfilled when this sick and broken Samaritan sees Jesus as his new temple. When he sees Jesus as the location of God's glory here on earth, the location where God's glory can be seen by everyone and by all of us too. When we are troubled or sick, the danger and the sin 
is that we, like the nine, trap Jesus inside our own expectations and desires. And we settle for nothing more than normal. But our joy is in being leper number 10, seeing the glory of God in the flesh and blood of Jesus. Whenever it touches us this morning with words from Scripture or holy absolution or the memory of our baptism or in a moment here at the Holy Eucharist. In word and sacrament this morning, all of you will see what Moses saw at the burning bush and what the Israelites saw in the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. What Isaiah saw when he was taken up into heaven and what Peter and James and John saw on the transfiguration a glimpse of our Lord's heavenly glory, come to heal us and to resurrect us too. From start to finish every Sunday, this liturgy is turn and return. For us, it is the joy of those restored and the faith of those who are resurrected. So that we too are privileged to sing with saints and angels Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, with thanks for this new temple, the Savior Jesus Christ, and the divine gift of life, which is given and received here today. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.